Taurus friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Taurus March 2024 astrology horoscope forecast. This is for you if Taurus is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Taurus placement you're listening for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're very late degree Taurus friends, so birthdays like March 15th through the rest of the sign, or Taurus placements 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Gemini report as your very late degree Taurus friends will benefit from both readings. I'm calling the theme of this month for Taurus, Celestial Alchemy, navigating through the cosmic potentials. And that's what we're going to go through so I can help you with that. We've got, I'll give you a couple of highlights about what we're going to get into, and then we'll get into the layering of um, understanding the energetics of this month so that you can make the most of the starry possibilities. My intention is to help you align with the natural rhythms of the universe so that you can have a much easier time and have a more exciting and productive life and get the most out of all of the potentials and make lemonade out of the challenges. And that's what I do, and that's what we're going to do today. So... The first thing is that we have more than double the sweet aspects compared to what I call the salty ones, the places where the mathematical incongruence occurs between the planetary connections. We don't have a lot of aspects this month, so it's not a very busy sky in that way, which is helpful because we do have eclipses, um, you know, factoring in now, and those are very intense on their own. So it's kind of nice to not have all of those variables. So most of the aspects we have are very sweet, and we will talk about one to watch later, and we will talk about um, three of my favorite. Okay, so the next thing to know is that this month we've got a hybrid month where the first three weeks of the month are still in that go, 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 cosmic green lights, as I um, did a special report on this, where the all of the outer planets are going direct, the inner planets are not retrograde or in shadow period. So what all that means is that it's a time for forward movement. It's a time when it's much easier to have clarity, much easier for action, much easier for harmony and peace and not having the, your goals obstructed. And it's also a great time to program in a birth imprint for a new project. So anytime you start something new, when you start it is the birth imprint for that project. And so if you have something that you want to go far and wide and be go as long and strong as possible for as, you know, long as possible, having an imprint like that during these type of stars is going to help you to take things further than they would normally go because you imagine the ties are going out. So anything that you would want to go far and wide, like a message in a bottle, like getting off a deserted island without paddling as much, that is the kind of thing we want to do until around March 20th. And if you're watching this early, this window opened January 20th, got energized January 27th when the outer planets, the last outer planet went direct. And we've got this amazing flow of just being on the highway, maybe the Autobahn in Germany and just going top speed and really feeling good about that. And then you'll notice, especially if you're paying attention, things will start to shift. So around March 20th, I liken this to when you're flowing smoothly, no traffic, just going direct at the, you know, beautiful pace. And then you're like, oh crap, I missed my turn. And now you have to slow down. You have to change lanes. You have to make a U-turn. So the process of slowing down that awkwardness and like making a heavy machine, you know, object start to slow down the car and you're like, ah, and it's awkward and it's a little dangerous and it's a little chaotic. And now you have to slow down, change lanes to get to where you would turn around. That is the shadow period. So, you know, for the rest of March, we've got this and into early April, we have this shadow period 
that is that awkwardness, you know, and then the retrograde will be in April and that's where you're stationary trying to wait for the other cars to pass so you can have a clear line and then you getting back up to speed, it will be the post retrograde and it will go like that. And actually on that same topic, I'm giving you the info about this month, but if you want my whole year direct retrograde, um, uh, astrology tides planning calendar, then search for, you can either see my secret star portal in the notes underneath the, the um, podcast or the video, or you can search for Annie Botticelli's secret star portal and you can get to it. And in there, I always do a yearly, like more than a year ahead, seeing what the tides are so that you can, um, that you can make your plans. But in any case, I can tell you for March, things are going to turn around and you'll feel that. And the more you align your actions with those, those tides, the easier it will be. So the things to do in the first part, scheduling things, big purchases, you know, big commitments, paperwork, investments, now, of course, every individual has their own individual flow, and sometimes it just doesn't work out in those time frames, and we can't force it. But if you have an awareness and you can consciously align, it will be helpful. Scheduling is another big factor, and when you schedule in the retrograde, you will either not be able to make it, you will show up and the person had canceled and not told you, or you didn't get the email or whatever, or it will get seriously called into question. So if you can avoid scheduling unnecessary things, things that you could do in the earlier part of March, you know, avoid April and the end of March for scheduling if possible and try to get those things done before. If it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands. Don't worry about it. But the less you schedule, the happier you will be because the shorter amount of time you'll be on the line trying to get a hold of a human to be able to change the appointment and the less you'll be able to have flow and joy. Also, when you schedule yourself up during a retrograde, the end of March and April, you don't leave yourself open for last minute magic. And it, and it does happen where things come out of the blue. Hey, you want to do this? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't because I'm blocked up with 15 things that aren't going to wind up happening anyway. <laughs> so you can avoid that by a little bit of time, you know, at the beginning, kind of aligning you know, doctor's appointments, labs, you know, those kind of things will have an easier time going without a ruckus than if you wait. Okay. Um, just going to give you two more little analogies to best understand this energy, because this is something important to get. And the more you stay in tune and think about this in March, the more it will be easier for you. First three weeks of March, your message in a bottle is going out um, on the tides that are going out. Your deserted island boat is getting off out into open waters. It's going far and wide. Now, the end of March, things are coming back. So, you know, beach combing, you could be doing that. Things are showing up on the shore, clean, you know, beach and water cleanup because the tide's bringing in garbage, you know, hanging out to see what creatures come in. All of those things, you hang out there and then things come to you. So it's not a time to be actively conjuring or, or pushing. It's a time to be sitting back and seeing what needs your attention and things will need your attention and then just tend to the squeakiest wheel basically. And in our spider analogy, it's a time to weave active webs, you know, actively weave webs all over far and wide as much as you can in the first three weeks. And then to pull back, pick a web, hang out. It's not like you can't travel at all, but the biggest thing is you're fixing the webs. You're going back over things that, you know, need to be worked on. You're not actively doing new things. You're dealing with what has to be dealt with. And so those can help to carry you through to understand this better. Okay. So the next, um, and, and by the way, that is how we practice alchemy, right? We practice alchemy through understanding. We practice alchemy through taking factors and converting them into something else. So instead of having frustration that you would have if you were trying to force things towards the end of March and into April, you now can convert that to joy because you're not frustrated 
doing the things that you weren't supposed to do. So in this case, the understanding and the application is the actual alchemy. Okay, so it's exciting. It's exciting that we can do that because some things are out of our control and we can't do anything about, right? So we may as well do what we can. All right, so the next thing is we still have a little bit of lingering of Mars and Venus um, in Aquarius. And this is highlighting your 10th house of work and career. It's a square, so it's a little bit of a pressure point. You may have some things that have to be done in work or career or with a father figure taking care of something with your dad or an authority figure or, um, you know, tending to something. Maybe you had a ticket and now you have to go to driving school, you know, something where there was a clash with an authority figure and now you're having to kind of mop it up. Or this can just be that you've got a big initiative at work and you've got to do the work to push it through. And this is a fantastic time, especially the first three weeks for pushing through initiatives. There can be a lot of romantic potential involving work if you're single, not that I'm suggesting, you know, because I'm sure there are dramas that come from work dating or whatever, even if you're allowed to do it. But having Venus in that space can sometimes bring romantic possibilities. Having Mars there can make you very ambitious, very motivated to get things going in that arena. The 10th house also relates to passion projects that you don't earn money for. So if you're retired and you're not in the game of making money, you can be doing something outside. Basically, when you leave your house and you're placed out in the world, or if you're working from home and you're putting your creations out into the world, whatever you're pushing out into the world is, um, you know, is very much related to the 10th house. Then as March goes on, Mars and Venus will move into Pisces and join the Pisces party with Saturn and uh, Neptune and the Sun and Mercury and Hygieia, and that will um, that will be a lot better energetically, elementally for you because Aquarius makes a square with you, Pisces makes a sextile. The sextile is exactly how it sounds, a good thing, right? It's a 60 degree angle and it is favorable. It's an angle of opportunity, so you've got a lot of opportunities. And the opportunities are coming from the house of Aquarius, okay? So we talked about Mars and Venus being in the sign of Aquarius, now they will move into the house of Aquarius to join these other planets in the house of Aquarius. And so it's a very Aquarian type of time, which means that networking can be very key to your opportunities. Being involved with groups and teams can be very key to your opportunities. There are things that you need and things that you want, and those things can be met with a community. Okay, so somebody knows something, and if you connect with those somebodies, you're more likely to get that information or pass that information along or play a role to help someone else that can be very fulfilling and very uh, positively karmic. This can also have to do with friends and friendships and your social groups and you know networks that are online or in person. This can have to do with online presence and social media as well. During the time of Pisces, it is very highly emotional for better or worse. This is also um, very adaptable compassion and spirituality and kindness and empathy, you know, and maybe you're bringing those energetics to the the group or the community uh, because for Taurus, Pisces always falls in that group. So there's like this energy of the humanitarian efforts with kindness and empathy. So it's kind of the typical Taurus who works hard, has stuff, and then gives back. Uh, One of my Taurus friends is um, a baker and she has, you know, basically a kitchen, a commercial kitchen at her house, and she bakes for the community in this small community, all of the, you know, our little coffee shops and stuff. So she bakes for the community and everybody knows her and knows her good stuff, you know, and and that's, it's, it's kind of like that energy is supercharged at this time where there are all of these opportunities for you to do your thing and have um, great outcomes. Some challenges that come up with strong Pisces energy include 
indecisiveness, escapism, and procrastination. So Tauruses in general are pretty known to get stuff done unless you have other things in your chart that you know take away from this. But having a lot of Pisces energy is kind of dreamy, it's flowy, it's synchronistic, you know, and it's nice and you might enjoy that flow. Uh, and I suggested if you can, that would be a really great break for you. At the same time, this is a time where you could take a very active role in your destiny and you might want to at least pick one or two projects or things that you can do uh, to get done so that you don't look back at this nice open window and think, oh man, I let the uh, Pisces escapism or, you know, procrastination bug bite me and I didn't make the most of this, you know, because we'll have Mars retrograde at the end of the year. That shadow period will monopolize a lot of time. We don't have a lot of very good launching points for big projects and big things um, in this year. So just try not to let the procrastination or the dreaminess of it interfere with your productivity too much. But if you need a break, then maybe that is what you're supposed to be doing. And most Tauruses I know do need a break. The way that I like to propose the use of the combination of these energies, both the impetus to accomplish and the kind of dreamy, flowy, um, you know, more slow energy is inspired action. So maybe just do the things that infinite spirit tells you, okay, this is what you have to do. This is your one mission during this time and let logic fall by the wayside, you know, just follow that divine spark, that inspired action, and it will probably go further than if you were scrambling around trying to do a bunch of things that you don't even remember what you did. Now, along the lines of that Pisces um, flow, we've got a new moon on March 10th at 20 degrees Pisces. All Tauruses can have the wonderful seed planting opportunities uh, where you make your wishes and you align. And those of you who are within the May 5th through 15th, the closer to May 10th, the more you'll have a direct kiss from this new moon. So you might notice something um, extra exceptional, but everyone has access to the potentials. Okay, so now let's talk about the eclipses. More chance for uh, celestial alchemy. Eclipses bring about uh, storylines that are in place for around two years. From the beginning of 2023 through mid-2025, we have an Aries Libra eclipse cycle. I know you all are still like, because you're not in the hot seat anymore. From 2021, the end of 2021 to the end of 2023, you had a Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle, and you were getting shellacked right and left. Um, and you're probably still weary from it and recovering from the trauma that happened during that time or exhilarated from the positive changes or both. But now you're at least not getting directly targeted unless, of course, you have planets or placements in Libra or Aries, because if you do, then those planets will be getting targeted. Okay, so you'd have to know your chart to know that. But from the perspective of whatever Taurus placement you're watching for, these are not making you know the direct hit the way that they were in previous years. So an eclipse cycle is a chance to bring out karmic information, karmic patterns that are no longer serving us, and a chance to clear out old energies, bring in new energies. Sometimes we want the things that come. We've been waiting for them. Sometimes things leave and we say, oh no, I want that thing back. That was the, you know, that's my thing, <laughs> whatever it is. But, you know, we don't really always have say in what comes and goes. But there is a tide going on of a, of a clearing out and then an ushering in. And the way we can make the most of that is to be aware that this is happening, to understand that there is a storyline of me versus we, autonomy versus interdependence or codependency versus interdependence, you know, collaboration versus individuality. And so there are things being shuffled around here. 
Now, specifically for Taurus, we're looking at the 6th, 12th house polarity. This is where these eclipses are occurring for you. Um, and this has to do with the seen versus the unseen, the ethereal versus the logical, the mundane versus the mystical, and your health houses. This is your physical health and your daily habits versus your mental and emotional health and how the way those tie together, the way they may work against each other or for each other. And so you're on a learning curve with trying to get your wellness on track, trying to honor your body as the sacred temple of God essence that it is, and to, you know, pay more attention to your physical vehicle um, that is bringing you, you know, through this life. So those things are going on. Now, let's drill down a little bit and talk about this um, eclipse series. So we talked about 2023 to 2025, it's happening. Storylines began then and they'll continue now. This eclipse cycle, lunar eclipse at five degrees of Libra on March 25th. And then we have the solar eclipse at 19 degrees of Aries on April 8th. Because there is a season of eclipses, we don't just feel the eclipses on the day they happen. We feel the eclipses for the years they happen. It's like a little pot that is bubbling with possibility for those two years. And then every time we get closer to the eclipses, which is every six months, we build, it's like a bell curve of building and of manifestation and then a waning and then building and waning. You know, and this happens during these different cycles during the eclipse process. So January, mid-January started bubbling more. And now until the end of March, which will be like bubbling fully and steaming all over the place and in April, and then it will kind of tone back down. So we've got a curve of manifestation here, a curve of intensity, a curve of information and experiences and news. And you will be seeing occurrences that are karmic uh, coming here. Now, the good news is that the universe is trying to help you get onto your highest path. And some of that will be easy. And some of it, if we have resistance, will be hard. Resistance will make everything more difficult. And, you know, sometimes we just have to be where we're at, but sometimes it's just time to let go of something. And that, you know, if something has outworn its usefulness or if something is leaving without our, you know, without our, under our, out of our control, then, you know, we have the, the path of getting to, um, to the peace with it. So that being said, this is a chance for major manifestations in conquering a demon. Okay, so if you have something having to do with, because the Aries eclipse will be in the 12th house, the 6th house um, will be the lunar eclipse, that's the March one, but they're dancing together and their manifestations can feed into each other. So you may be confronting um, some mental dis-ease. This could be a, you know, an addiction. This can be a fear. This can be a, a major phobia. This can be like, let's say you want to see the world, but you're afraid of flying. Maybe something as simple as like looking up homeopathy for fear of flying and then finding the thing that it says is most in line with your particular fear and then taking the homeopathy and then you can fly and now your whole world is opened. <laughs> you know, of course, I'm not diagnosing or prescribing and some people's situations are way more serious than something like that can help. But, you know, this is a time where something as simple as looking up, you know, something like that could actually cause you to shed a restriction that has been interfering with your life for a long time. You could have a breakthrough psychologically that could allow you to actually keep weight off where you're not emotionally eating anymore. You know, there there's a lot of foot and it really has to do with your mind and your body. And that those are the areas of focus. Relationship things can come to a head, individual and, auto, you know, being autonomous, interdependence, those things that I talked about, those are really going to be highlighted at this time. 
Now, if you have a health symptom, this body talks to us through symptoms. If we ignore symptoms, the body symptoms have to get louder through the worsening of the situation. So if you have a symptom, go get it checked out in this nice open window. So, you know, and be on it so that you can be investigating because there are things that want to come out about your health, or it could just be something as simple as stress management, you know, getting an app that helps you to understand your stress, stress rhythms, getting an app that helps you sleep, you know, there's a lot of energetics in your chart for, and all of our charts really for Aquarius right now, because Venus and Mars are there, but specifically for Taurus, you have all of those Pisces placements lighting up your 11th house, which is the house of Aquarius, which has to do with technological advancement. So some of your answers might be in, in technology or in something futuristic. Okay. So if you want to learn more about the eclipses, um, I'm going to work on at anniehelpsyou.com forward slash eclipses. I'm going to work on getting a page up where I, you know, have written down what, um, what eclipses are affecting who, when, but I'm verbally going to tell you them now. So you can, if that page isn't up yet, you can go to Annie Botticelli, YouTube playlists, eclipse playlist, and then watch the Libra eclipse one, watch the Aries eclipse one, watch the 12th house or Pisces and watch the sixth house or Virgo. And those are the things that will be covered for Taurus. A couple of aspects to look out for, and then we, then we can move along here. Um, Mars is going to square Uranus on March 9th days from at least March 4th through March 14th, pretty dicey, little, not time to be reckless, be extra careful, could even be in the days before and after that range, just a little bit nasty, want you to be aware of sudden surprises, guard your head, don't do anything reckless if you can help it. Um, then we've got three great Venus aspects on March 1st, 24th and 28th. So the days around those days, we can have nice kisses from Venus. So that's exciting. If you enjoy knowing about the dates and the aspects and a write-up of the things that um, are most important delivered into your inbox and access to archives of some evergreen education, go to anniehelpsyou.com, click on the, um, or just put your name and email address in there. Then you'll get the welcome letter for my free VIP community. They'll have an archive link. You can search for March, 2024 astrology. If it's, I send this out at the very end of January. So depending on when you come, you know, come into my, my group, it might be being sent yet, but you can look in the archives and see everything that I've sent. Like I said, some of it's evergreen and you'll have a cornucopia of education opportunities there. You can see my secret star portal for my written horoscopes um, and also my astrological tides uh, calendar, which I put out, you know, by year. So you can have access to that in the secret star portal, which you'll see at anniehelpsyou.com. And if you want to learn astrology, uh, you can see my astrology certification course, becoming a professional astrologer mastery course where I take you from zero to wherever you want to be. I can help you learn how to earn money from your love of the stars and to do this professionally or just to help yourself and family and friends. So if you think I put a lot into my free offerings, you should see what I put into that. I've been building it for almost 10 years and it just keeps getting bigger. So, um, and you do get free updates with your tuition. So you can check that out at anniehelpsyou.com. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.